ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to another day, to another edition of the starting lineup here on 98.9 via game ESPN radio. What's happening out there on this Wednesday? You know what that means. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. It's gray out there. It's rainy out of there. And it's also Ash Wednesday as well. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here on this Ash Wednesday. And uh, coming at you, we got some local sports to get into. We got all of the uh, sectional semifinals that were uh, happening last night in girls basketball. And then we'll set the stage for uh, boys uh, games uh, tonight in the regional semifinals schedule. And we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball. Basketball that happened uh, last night, and get the set for what's happening uh, this evening. There, we'll also hit up on the NBA as the uh, second half officially uh, begins and it gets underway here. And I uh, did see something on uh, the front page on ESPN about a certain someone shooting up the uh, draft board. We're talking about drafts in the NFL, and uh, has just skyrocketed up into the top ten. So I might hit up on that. As well, and also uh, we'll hit up on some other national sports as well. We'll hit up on uh, the NHL, what happened uh, last night, uh, Blues uh, going down, and also uh, Connor McDavid making uh, some history last night. And also, I saw something uh, about uh, Major League uh, Baseball about a one question or one goal for the every single team uh, going into uh, this season and we won't go through every team but we will go through the important ones the ones that you care about around here and of course I'm talking about the Chicago Cubs and the uh, St. Louis Cardinals so uh, we'll get to that and uh, I took a quick peek over here because I see uh, that we have the uh, spring training schedule broadcast schedule that we have and uh, the first spring training game it's on Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Getting three straight games. My goodness, we Saturday got will Saturday. Be here. You got the Nationals. Yep. The uh, Sunday is the Marlins, and a Monday is the Mets. Yeah. So Saturday we'll be here on 99 the game. Sunday we'll move over to CRA for the Cardinals, and then Monday we'll be back here on 99 the game. 
wow so already a spring and training it's crazy and then what like three four weeks and we'll be doing these games for real yeah which means well, we're three weeks or so away from predictions, Travis. Everyone's favorite game. <laughs> predictions, and uh, we'll get to the season uh, preview, uh, our award predictions, and that all gets stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say our award-winning season predi- pre- predictions. And I'm like, well, I mean, hey, we can hand out our own awards. That's fine. I was like, I don't even remember who I picked to win the World Series last year. I think I picked the Yankees, I think, but yeah, I, I think, know, I'm not sure. I, I think I had the Cardinals go. going to the World Series for some reason. Yeah, you know we can't win in the postseason, or at least though we can't even and uh, win one champs game. for sure. That's a lock already. <laughs> yeah, but, right? Uh, first round exit. Yeah, and w- whatever else happens uh, after that, we're not so sure about. And also that means with spring training uh, coming up soon, we're uh, World Baseball Classic coming up uh, soon as well. So no, whatever don't get to here in the Trush Hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast. Of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, or Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, under the uh, podcast tab. All right, uh, so we got a lot of things to uh, get to. We're all log jammed here at the top, so uh, we need to get it started, and we need to hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting off in uh, local sports, and we're starting off in uh, the girls of basketball sectionals. Uh, that happened uh, last night, and we will uh, start off there in uh, Casey, and uh, that's where I was last night as it was uh, the uh, first game of the uh, semifinal. It was uh, Nioga matching up with uh, Tri-County, and uh, Nioga ended up taking this one 54-41 uh, to uh, 41 was the uh, final as uh, Nioga just like they did on a Friday against the CHBC. Nioga gets off to a, a great start immediately starting off the game with a 6-0 run and uh, then that caused uh, Coach Morrissey to uh, take an early timeout but then uh, this was kind of a strange game in the aspect of uh, kind of a game of runs in uh, this game and then in particularly in the uh, second game. And uh, Tri-County, uh, one of the stars uh, for them last night was Josie Armstrong as she had seven of the nine Tri-County uh, first quarter points. And Nioga ended up taking the lead 16-9. to after one quarter, they had contributions from uh, Sydney Hackmans, uh, Sydney Richards, and Haley Campbell as well in the opening quarter. And then in the second quarter, they would start off with a 7-0 run for Nioga to begin the quarter. And it would take a few minutes for Tri-County to get on the scoreboard. And it was just a tough night for the Titans as uh, they had a tough time finding the bottom of the net. Mm-hmm. And also they were working against the foul situation as uh, the fouls were in Nioga's favor. Uh, so uh, Barry was in foul trouble early on, but she didn't pick up her third foul until like the third quarter. Uh, so she did a good job of not picking up any more fouls after picking up early on, and she didn't really even get subbed out at all. So, uh, and then you know they went on a seven-zero run, but. That was all that Nioga scored in the quarter as uh, the Titans kind of held them uh, down. I mean, they only scored five points in their own right, but 
uh, still holding Nioga to just those seven points. Uh, Tri-County, they trailed 23-14 to 14 at the half, and then uh, Tri-County did make a little noise in the third quarter. They got it down to 2-7. There was a couple minutes stretch there where they had a flurry of uh, some points. Uh, Kalen Williams had a big A-1 that cut the deficit to 29-20, and then uh, Nioga turnover, and then Armstrong turned that into a layup, and that was 29-22. And uh, that was the closest that Tri-County got in the game as uh, Nioga took control after that. I think there was a timeout, and after the uh, timeout, it was all Nioga after that as, uh, you know, Armstrong did have a flurry of points late, uh, but she ended up finishing the game with 24 points. Uh, but uh, it was Nioga winning the fourth quarter. They outscored up 21-17 to to go on to win 54-41. to And Nioga now 31-3 and on the season, and they're on to the Sweet 16 over Tri-County last night. Yeah, I mean, a big win for Nioga, like you said. Uh, Tri-County, you know, they've been on a run the past couple of years. Um, it seems they, they get to sectionals. They've gotten to state a couple times. But this is, I think, kind of – correct me if I'm wrong, Travis. This is kind of the end of that class that was part of that state run, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. You know, they they only have three seniors, I think, on this uh, year's squad. I know uh, Barry is one of them, but Armstrong, she's only a junior, so uh, she'll, she'll be back. And, uh, you know, they're just uh, – with Coach Morrissey, they just keep pumping out. Uh, great teams and that's what the type of program uh, that they are but yeah uh, you will see uh, the less and less familiar names from those uh, Mm -hmm. state squads uh, there that they had and then the uh, next game of the night this was championship game worthy stuff in the next one as it was a rematch of just a couple weeks ago Tuscola suffering their first loss and uh, they get revenge as uh, they come back in, they uh, beat St. Anthony 45-41. to uh, 41. As you want to talk about a game of runs, this had it all. As Tuscola, they came out, and they came out in tents. They were playing good defense. They had that 1-3-1 zone working early on with Sydney Moss uh, running the uh, top of that zone, and she scored the first six points of the game, and all of a sudden it was 6 nothing Tuscola, and I think there was a timeout. And uh, then uh, St. Anthony regrouped. They went on a run there, and they ended up finishing the quarter with that run. They went 12-0 the rest of the way. So in in the first quarter after that timeout. So uh, they adjusted. They tied the game at 6, and then they just keep piling on there. Stacey Vonderheide had a layup off a turnover. That made it 12-6 at that point. And then the score would hold there with uh, St. Anthony leading 12-6. And then, you know, St. Anthony, uh, they built it up to a double-digit lead at one point. Nancy Rule had a big three to make it 21-11. Ava Boyer had a a layup there at the very end. Uh, It was a wide-open layup at the other end to get the score Mm 24-19 at the half. And then St. Anthony, they came out in the third, and they also uh, came out strong. They had a basket by Nuxall. And then they had a three from Lucy Fearday, and it was back to 10 points again. And then you're like, oh, St. Anthony, they got it. Yep. They're in control now. Yep. Not so fast, my friend. As a Tuscola, they come back, and Ella Boyer had, I think it was a personal run of 7-0 to get him back in the game. She was flying all over the floor. She was getting to the free throw line, and she had to be taken out of the game at one point because she was just exhausted mm-hmm. from trying to bring back uh, Tuscola. And uh, her uh, – 
big basket and I think a free throw got him to within five, 35, 30. And then uh, Zoe Thompson made a basket in the lane to have Tuscola only trailing by three going into the fourth quarter, 35, 32. Tuscola would uh, tie it up with a, a couple of free throws. And then uh, St. Anthony would quickly regain the lead back just when you thought it was tied. St. Anthony, 41, 35, two minutes to go. Bulldogs had the lead, but then the comeback was on for a Tuscola. Uh, Ava Boyer had a, a, sh- a couple of points and a couple of free throws to make it 41-39. And then Harley Woodard had the biggest points of her career and the biggest four-point stretch of her career. With 30 seconds left, she would tie the game at 41. And then uh, it was uh, St. Anthony not getting anything on their offensive end. And then uh, Ava Boyer would find Woodward. Uh, open down low in the post, and uh, she would turn around and make the shot, and that put up Tuscola 43-41 with 12 seconds left, and there was a mad scramble and a turnover, and then uh, Moss would make a layup at the buzzer to give Tuscola the comeback win, 45-41, avenging their loss that they had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I I've, I think, and I even I think I mentioned it, Travis, whenever St. Anthony did beat Tuscola, is we would see these two teams again. We we would we would see them face off, and that this the the loss would drive Tuscola, yeah, to win, mm-hmm. and it did last night. Like you yeah. said, uh, Tuscola coming from behind, getting the win. Um, uh, St. Anthony with a, a great effort, obviously great season for the, the Lady Bulldogs, but uh, Tuscola just a little bit too much for him last night. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of tears uh, shed, obviously, oh, yeah. with the uh, seasons coming to an end, and, you know, St. Anthony had a great run, and they, they had it there for the majority of the game, yep. but Tuscola coming up, and hey, they're proving why they got the championship pedigree, yep. and uh, they came up short last year, and then they came up short in the regular season. Well, uh, they're determined with uh, with a comeback win uh, last night. Even some of the players there were celebrating. The students came down on the yeah. floor, and even some of the Tuscola uh, players were crying because they won because mm-hmm. they thought that their season was over. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're playing and, on. And here's the thing now if you're St. Anthony, now that you've been eliminated, don't you kind of want Tuscola to go and win the, the state championship? Go win it all. Because you'd sure. be the one. You would be the one. Yeah. You can make an argument that says we beat the state champion. Mm-hmm. No other team in the state would be able to say that, right? Yeah, and you had them on the ropes. Yeah, in the sectionals. Or would it? Or would it pain you more? I don't know. Maybe yeah. It, it kind of maybe that you had them bit. on the ropes. Yeah, you had a chance to eliminate them. You beat them earlier this year, right? And then if they go on to win state, you could say, oh, but we were that close. Yeah, to them but out. what could have like, been? What could have been? But <laughs> uh, great game, great season uh, for St. Anthony, and now Tuscola will move on. Yeah, it was a uh, it was an awesome game, and if the championship game could live up to this, it would be uh, an epic championship. I was gonna ask Travis Casey, not very close to any of these schools. It's kind of yeah. out of the way from Neoga and Tri County and St. Anthony and Tuscola. How was the crowd? Travel well, both all schools. Yeah, I good. So good. It's what you like to see for sectionals, right? You want you want packed gyms. Mm-hmm. And I was a little concerned when I saw the four teams that were there for sectional and knowing where it was located, it wasn't close to any of those schools. So I'm glad the turnout was good. 
Yeah, you know, it wasn't like a sold out gym by right. by any means, but yeah, there's a lot both. of seats in that KZ gym, though. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Tuscola thirty three and one, they'll match up with uh, Nioga there in uh, Thursday for the uh, championship. Uh, there, that's a heavyweight fight, and man, that game will be uh, so awesome on seven o'clock in uh, KZ. On a Thursday. All right, so we spent a lot of time on uh, this one, uh, but other games uh, that took place last night in the Class 2A Pena sectional semis. It was the top of the season coming to an end as they lost to uh, Pena 59 to uh, 52. And as I told you about it yesterday, but Pena getting a little bit of revenge on the uh, shoes as they've had a lot of postseason losses to T Town, but not this year. They get them in their home gym. T-Town had the three-point lead after one, but Peyton 14-4 in the second quarter to lead at halftime, 26-19. They led 39-27 after three, but big fourth quarter for both schools, 25-20. T-Town outscored them in the final quarter, but ultimately the shoes uh, falling short on the comeback. Uh, Niebergi had 29 points uh, to uh, close out the season for T-Town. Gibson had 11, and Conkle had a nine. Ashcraft led the way for Pena. She had 22. Uh, Anna Byers had a 17. And uh, Coleman had a 12 as well for the Panthers and improved to 24-9. Totopolis ends uh, their season 26-6 and a six on the campaign for Coach Thompson and the Shoes. They're falling a little bit short in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Paris as uh, they are. Uh, they win the rubber match. They're definitive little Illini Conference champions. That's what we're uh, declaring here on the start of lineup because they beat Robinson last night in the other semifinal game, 41 to 27. Paris had a 9-0 lead after one quarter, and then they had a 20-2 lead at the half. Uh, but Robinson came back in the second half, obviously, putting up uh, 27 points. But Paris, uh, they advance on. They're one win away uh, from a 30-win plateau, 29-3 and on the season. And as I mentioned during my pregame for the Altima, uh game that, you know, Paris has had a great seven-year stretch here, but it hasn't translated into deep postseason success. And they're trying to change that this year. And they're on to the sectional championship uh, there and that will be a good one on Thursday as well. There in the Sweet 16 in Pena, as uh, the host school obviously being there, so it should be a good one on a Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robinson concludes a great season for them. They're 21 and a nine on the year. In Class 3A, the Centralia sectional is Highland over Mattoon, a 52-2-28. So Mattoon wins the regional championship over FEM, but then falls in the semis there to Highland. Over in the Rochester sectional is Lincoln getting another victory over Mount Zion, 69-31 was the final there. Chloe Froby, the junior, had 29 points in this one, and also is significant because she becomes the first Lincoln player in their basketball history to score over 900 points in a single season so 900 total points this year and she's not done yet Ooh. 33 and 0 are lincoln as they advance on to the uh, sectional uh, championship there and they'll meet not an apollo team as muhammad unfortunately falls to rochester 54 to a 40 of 5 so muhammad concludes a 23 and a 10 
season as well. And also in uh, 2A, I saw a couple of uh, South Central teams uh, fell. Uh, Hillsboro lost to Quincy Notre Dame, 67-2-30. to And Camp Point Central beat Staunton, 62-26. So Camp Point Central on a mission there. They took out the number one, number two seed, and they took out another number one in uh, Staunton. So uh, they're on a mission now into the Sweet 16. And mm-hmm. those two teams, I believe, will match up against each other in the Sweet 16 for the sectional championship. But Staunton wraps up a great season. They were 26-7 and on the year. So uh, another exciting night as the uh, girls' basketball season is starting to wind down. We're in the Sweet 16 across all four classes and sectional championships all across the board on a Thursday and all across the board should be at 7 o'clock there. And also wanted to uh, mention that uh, Carlisle, they won uh, their uh, sectional semifinal game. So uh, Altamont and Carlisle squaring off in boys basketball, but in girls basketball, they're on the Sweet 16, and they'll take on Oakville. They're in the Jacksonville route uh, sectional championship game on a Thursday there so speaking of that Altamont and uh, Carlisle game we'll talk about that game and we'll set the stage for the other uh, sectional games or regional games coming up here in the the, uh, next segment on the star lineup we'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game we need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Who's there? You know what? Why bother asking? I think you know who's there. It's one of two guys. It's the pizza guy or it's the Chinese food guy. Because those two guys are the only guys who deliver. Am I right? Well, the food delivery guys are not the only ones that will deliver. Having computer problems and need help? Worth Computer Repair can help with everything from cleanup, virus removal, printer installation and hookup to a complete computer setup. And they'll come to your home. If they have to take it with them, they'll offer you a loaner so you won't skip a beat on the World Wide Web. Worth Computer Repair. Call 618-292-1002. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loan tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments. The kind that could save you money. 
Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis once, once this year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no, it's not. It's okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question. <laughs> Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 the game ESPN radio. We just led off with the uh, local uh, sports from girls basketball sectional semis last night. Let's take a look at some other semifinals uh, going on uh, this evening. And it's the regional semifinals in uh, boys uh, basketball. And uh, let's just uh, start off first here with the uh, bullet points here in uh, Class 1A in the Nokomis Regional. It's there at uh, 6 o'clock in Nokomis. Altima, the number one uh, seed, scoring off against uh, Carlisle, the uh, 10 uh, seed at Altamana coming in with a victory over Mulberry Grove on a Saturday and uh, Carlisle coming in with a win over Inberg Salt Fork 62 of 30 on a Saturday as well and as I mentioned before it's a rematch from December 13th where Altamana won 53 to 35 they're in uh, that one so Altamana Carlisle Going uh, going down tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll be there over on uh, Jack FM for you in Nokomis tonight. And, Travis, what I find um, – well, first I have a question for you. You haven't faced Macon this year, have you? We have not, no. Okay. So that makes one out of the remaining uh, eight teams – well, seven teams, not including Altamont – that you haven't faced this year if you're Altamont. You face the rest in your – upper part of your sectional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just find that, I don't know, odds is the wrong word because it's, it, you know, obviously St. Elmo's in your conference, Windsor and Neogar in your conference. Mm-hmm. That's three of them. But that's a lot of teams you've already faced, and I think that's good for Altamont. You mentioned, you know, Carlisle you've already faced. If you win this game, no matter who you face, you've already faced them this year. Yep. So it, I, I think it's very aggressive scheduling uh, by the Altamont coaching staff to kind of look ahead, so to speak, and kind of figure out 
before the season started, mm-hmm. maybe who you may be facing so you can face them already so there's no surprises. There's no sneak-ups. You've seen everyone that you're going to be facing. Right. Yeah. That's very smart. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, done intentionally. Yep. Uh, done so that way. So, uh, yep, it's uh, just uh, funny how that works out that yeah. way. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, no matter who uh, uh, wins uh, tonight, if Altamont uh, would uh, get by Carlisle uh, in the four seed of Nokomis, uh, they come in at 26 and a six on the year, and uh, they'll take on the uh, five seed, or the uh, eight seed, St. Elmo Brownstown, and uh, St. Elmo comes in at 20 and 11 on the year, and that will follow the uh, game uh, there at uh, 7.30. Also in the uh, Cumberland Regional, we got the uh, two-seed uh, Casey. They're taking on the seven-seed uh, Nioga. And this is also a rematch from December 13th as uh, Casey, they won uh, that matchup 53-38. to uh, 38 was the uh, final there on uh, that night. And Casey comes in at 17-10. Nioga at 12-20. and uh, 20. If you remember last year, Nioga, they upset Windsor's two straws uh, last year. No one really predicted uh, that one. And don't think anyone's going to favor them tonight. We'll see if they have any more magic left in mm-hmm. the uh, postseason there in uh, Cumberland. Uh, speaking of Windsor's two straws, uh, they're the three seed, and they're in the second game there at 7.30 in Cumberland tonight. They're facing off against the 10 seed, making a Meridian and a dangerous 10 seed as uh, they were the ones that eliminated the Pirates on a Saturday. And Windsor's two straws took care of business against CHBC on a Saturday to advance here. Also, we got, uh, well, you've seen both of those teams between uh, Macon and uh, uh, Stu Straws. Yes. You think Macon can pull it off tonight? You think they can stop the Wittenbergs? I don't know. Um, but then again, I would have said going into the Cumberland game that I thought Cumberland had Macon covered. Mm-hmm. This is an eight-win, now nine-win team in Macon. But they may be the best nine-win team I've seen. Yeah. They just play scrappy. They play hard. They play sound fundamentals, and that is very hard. They also know how to get fouls. They know how to be aggressive when attacking the basketball, attacking the hoop, to draw those fouls. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing, especially when you're talking about teams that are kind of led offensively by a player or two. Yeah, They go right at that player and force him to either give up the shot or pick up a quick foul. And that's that's kind of what I've seen out of them uh, in the games I've seen them this year. They right. lose a lot of close games. They should have more than eight wins on the season. Mm. They're a very good, very underrated team, I think. Right, yeah, because uh, like I've mentioned previously, they're completely different from the yeah. sectional team that was there in the championship last year against uh, Tuscola because mm-hmm. they lost all those uh, players to graduation. So completely different squad this year, obviously with the reflection of the record the way it was. But, uh, hey, who knows? Anything can happen in the uh, postseason yep. uh, there. And also in the Tuscola Regional, it's uh, Tuscola, the number one seed, uh, scoring off against the ninth seed of Villa Grove. And we also have the uh, four seed, Okaw Valley, scoring off against the six seed, Arcola. A couple of LPC teams there. And uh, they matched up just uh, about a month ago, January mm-hmm. 13th. And Okaw Valley won that one 54 to uh, 29. So we'll see if Arcola can beat the Purple Riders again. But you know me. I want I want the... Uh, 
You want the Cola Wars? I want Wars. the Cola Wars for the, yes. the regional championship on Friday. But uh, Okaw Valley is a very good team. Yeah, a solid squad. They're yeah. a solid squad. Um, do I think they have enough to take down Tuscola if they meet up with them? I don't know about that. Yeah. But they're a very good team. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens in Tuscola. Also in uh, the uh, South Central Regional tonight, we got uh, Chrysler Rock, the two seed. They're 28-2 and two on the season. They're taking on Sisney, the seventh seed. And uh, this is a rematch from January 9th as Chrysler Rock won this one 90-44. Ooh. So we'll see if they have another 90-point performance on them tonight in uh, Farina. Then the second game, uh, this is the one that you want to stay for. It's the three-seed uh, St. Anthony squaring off against the five-seed uh, North Clay. And uh, this is the rubber match as uh, North Clay won this one in early or late November, uh, early in the season, uh, 53-49. Uh, and then uh, later on in the NTC uh, tournament semifinals on January 27th, St. Anthony won at 60-43. Uh, and we'll see here the main event in uh, mm-hmm. South Central uh, tonight should be a, a great game between the Cardinals and uh, the uh, Bulldogs to see who's going to the championship on a Friday Absolutely. there in Farina. So definitely uh, keeping an eye out on uh, that score uh, for sure uh, tonight. And also uh, wanted to do a shout out in uh, 1A. Uh, up here in the Hayworth sectional, Decatur LSA, yep. as uh, they won on uh, Saturday 70-19 to over their opponent. And uh, then uh, they are scoring off against the seventh seed Argenta tonight as they beat Cerro Gordo on uh, Saturday 59-48. And so it's LSA matching up. And they just uh, matched up earlier this month on February 3rd. And LSA obviously won that one. 73-32 was the final there. And uh, the other matchup there in that little quadrant in Cerro Gordo it is uh, Decatur St. Teresa scoring off against the five seed Hayworth. And uh, St. T wants to... Uh, have another shot at LSA as uh, they lost two of them early on in the season in a, a Christmas tournament, 57-43. And so, you know, we want to be an all-decator final mm-hmm. there in the regionals in Cerro Gordo. So I wanted to uh, mention that one. In uh, Class uh, 2A, uh, we have, uh, I think this one was in uh, 2A, uh, I wanted to mention uh, Piasol. They are squaring up against uh, Roxana. And Roxanne has actually won the previous two matchups because they play in the same conference um, as uh, Roxanne won 50 to 32. And on December 2nd, they also won 37 26 there. Also in uh, 2A, we got uh, Lawrenceville uh, squaring off against uh, Fairfield. And uh, Lawrenceville won this one 23 to 2. Or tw- Lawrenceville is 23 and 8 on the season, and on January 6th, they won this matchup against Fairfield, uh, 66 to uh, 38. There was the uh, final score in uh, that one. Um, see here some other ones here in that same Lawrenceville regional. It's Newton squaring off against uh, Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. and this one is the the rubber match as well. As on January 17th, Mount Carmel won 58-42, and then the very next game in the conference tournament on January 21st, Newton won 57-55, and both teams. 19 and 11 on the seasons, and so both teams searching for the 20th win. Yep, and searching for a regional championship berth. Absolutely, and you know, I, I, 
if you're asking me, I'm going to go Newton in this one. But Mount Carmel, they are a scrappy team too. So uh, very evenly matched are these two teams, all the way down, Definitely. like you said, to their record. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, for sure. And uh, then in the uh, Totopolis Regional, it's Totopolis uh, scoring off against uh, Shelbyville. And then in the uh, other semifinal, it's Robinson taking on uh, Flora. And the uh, Litchfield Regional, it's the uh, All Marquette against Litchfield. And uh, the other semifinal is Pena against Hillsboro. And uh, Pena won this uh, previous matchup on December 9th in a close one, 71-69. to uh, 69. In Class 3A in the Mount Vernon Regional, we see uh, the number one overall seed of Mount Vernon square off against Marion. And then uh, Heron squares off against Olney there in the other uh, semifinal uh, this evening. And the Apollo Conference teams, and uh, two of them in the Champaign Central Regional, it's uh, Lincoln squaring off against uh, Danville, and it's Muhammad Seymour squaring off against the Champaign uh, Central there. And in the uh, Mattoona Regional, it's uh, Decatur MacArthur squaring off against Decatur Eisenhower. And in the other semifinal, it's the uh, Mount Zion Braves at 27-4. and They're up against Charleston, and uh, they have won their – Two previous matchups this season. Mm-hmm. Braves won on December 1st, the 62-37, and they also won on January 12th, 72-40 there. And uh, Mount Zion just lost to uh, Decatur MacArthur, or they won. I can't remember uh, which one it was, but definitely want that uh, rematch there in the regional championship if you're Mount Zion or Decatur MacArthur. But if you're Charleston, you got nothing to lose. Go for it all. Go for it Go all. Go for it all. <laughs> zero, zero. What you've done in the past does not matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And uh, it was just a couple of games ago to uh, close out the season at Mount Zion and MacArthur. It was uh, MacArthur who ended up winning uh, 66-56 there. So, uh, you know, Mount Zion wants another crack oh, yeah. at him, but. Uh, we'll tell you about all of the uh, games uh, uh, tomorrow and uh, check out the uh, scores on our website, femradio.com, yep. and click on our local sports tab there. And uh, Dom and I will be in uh, Nokomis tonight. There at uh, 6 o'clock will be uh, the tip-off between Altamont and uh, Carlisle over on Jack FM. Hopefully talking about another Altamont victory. Altamont victory, hopefully, and uh, going into uh, the uh, championship. Lots of area teams hopefully getting so, victories Yeah, tonight. exactly. And uh, so uh, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. All right, uh, let's uh, continue talking about basketball, and let's hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball that happened uh, last night. And, uh, yes, if you were tuned in to the uh, podcast uh, yesterday, I did have some entertainment on uh, college basketball that I'll tell you about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Imagine the possibilities with Totopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends, 
you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Are you an experienced manager in distribution or manufacturing? Sherwin-Williams in Effingham is looking for a manager to run our second shift of approximately 35 employees. We have an excellent starting pay range of $70,000 to $75,000 plus a $1,500 sign-on bonus. We have competitive benefits package to offer including up to 16 paydays off within your first 12 months, 401k with up to a 6% match, health insurance options as low as $23.76 bi-weekly. Apply online anytime at Sherwin.com slash Effingham. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer for all protected statuses including veteran and disability will they find a home sponsored by geico sarah wants a yard my own little paradise brad however hates yard work the only thing i hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass compromise is tough but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with geico it's easy and they could save even more in the end sarah and brad found a great home with a yard a very very small yard time to get it done and I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Lowe's always has more ways for you to save. On top of our everyday low prices, pros can save big when buying in bulk. Or if your purchase is over $1,500, ask about our volume savings program. A pro associate can provide a customized quote. Ask about our volume savings programs today. It always pays to be a pro at Lowe's. While supplies last, minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Volume discount pricing quotes are valid up to seven days. Visit your local pro desk to learn more and start saving. Offers subject to change may not be available in all Lowe's stores. And now, shut up i'm so tired of spoiled privileged kids thinking that they deserve something they don't deserve anything you earn it shut up with your 256,000 signatures who gives a crap they're most probably bots anyways the starting lineup hi my name is eric and i live in aurora illinois which is a suburb of chicago aurora. excellent i've had plenty of day jobs aurora. nothing i'd call a career I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The St. Louis Blues got behind early and never recovered. Following a 4-1 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena, the Blues remain in sixth place in the Central Division with 55 points and a 26-28-3 record. They host the Canucks tomorrow night. Chicago Blackhawks scored a clutch third-period goal and route to a 3-2 shutout win, shootout win over the Las Vegas Golden Knights at United Center. Tyler Johnson left the lamp for Chicago with under a minute left in regulation to send the game to OT. Once the game reached the shootout, it was Mraz who stopped all three shots he faced while Johnson scored in the third round to seal the contest. Blackhawks remained last in the Central Division, though, with 43 points and a 19-32-5 record. They visit Dallas tonight. The Bulls are ruling out point guard Lonzo Ball for the rest of the season. Chicago announced the decision yesterday after Ball failed to play this season due to discomfort in his left knee. Ball had underwent arthroscopic knee surgery before this season and was shut down last season after having another surgery on a torn meniscus. 25-year-old point guard continues to deal with the pain when he runs, cuts, or jumps. Ball hasn't played a game since January 14th, 2022. Another Bulls news, the team signed Terry Taylor to a two-way deal and waived both Malcolm Hill 
and Tony Bradley. And the Colts are losing another member of their front office to the Panthers as Carolina has hired senior football strategist, game management analyst George Lee for the role of game management coordinator. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry with the uh, Sports on Our Hits. What are, what's up with these like game coordinators, passing game I'm, coordinators? I, I have no idea. What's <laughs> up with the Panthers taking all of the Colts staff? I don't you know. heard this? No. So, all right. So they got this George Lee. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright's the head coach. Yeah. Former. That. Yep. They also brought in Brian Decker to the front office, who used to be with the Colts. Parks Frazier is a passing game coordinator who used to be with the Colts. And then, of course, Jim Caldwell is yeah, a senior right. assistant. Carolina, find a new team to poach your coaches from. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess it started with – I don't know if it started with Frank I guess Wright, Frank Wright was like, these are all the people I like from <laughs> Indy and who liked me, so I guess. Yes, and so I'll give all these people jobs. I'll give all these people Carolina. jobs. So, yeah, that is kind of uh, funny. Uh, how all those connections work out. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk some uh, college basketball here. Uh, number eight, uh, Texas, they got the win over uh, number 23, Iowa State, 72 uh, to uh, 54. It was number 14, uh, Kansas State, over uh, nine, uh, Baylor, 75 <laughs> to uh, 65. It was number 10, uh, Marquette, uh, squeaking by, and uh, number 19, uh, Creighton, 73 uh, to uh, 71. Yeah, a late score and a stop to give the Eagles the win there. It was uh, Texas A&M over Tennessee. So losing back-to-back games now after uh, taking down Alabama. And A&M got them last night 68-63. to uh, 63. Uh, Miami, they defeated Virginia Tech 76-70. to uh, 70. Xavier goes down as Villanova wins 64-63. to uh, 63. Number 22, uh, San Diego State over Colorado State, uh, 77-58. to uh, 58. And then this is the game that uh-huh. we were talking about with uh, entertainment that you heard last night or yesterday when I was on the show. Michigan State got the win over number 17, Indiana, 80-65. to uh, 65. As uh, had entertainment on this one as I had Indiana, the winning margin between 1-10, to 10. And uh, this one, this entertainment was doomed from the very start. Yes, it was. Uh, three, uh, like three or four different things. You know, college basketball. I mean, just look at all the other scores, and just look at the Big Ten uh, now with the win. That's a log jam there in the, the very middle now with Michigan State nine and seven. Also, Illinois, Maryland, Iowa, Rutgers, Michigan, all at nine and seven, and Indiana is ten and seven. So. I should have known that the craziness of the Big Ten, that uh, Indiana would go down after a win. And come on, as I was talking it through with the people yesterday, this is the first game back on campus on, for Michigan State since the shootings last mm-hmm. week. They had the uh, eight spots for the victims. And uh, so it's like, ah, this was doomed from the very beginning of this uh, stupid gronk. A kick of destiny. Thank goodness the, the bad juju is out of my life. Yeah, you need to get rid of that as soon as possible. Uh, like, because that was. I should have just let it expire. You should have, yeah. Because that was not a. This uh, was. Uh, uh, Travis, you what were a ridiculous. Like you, said, you were doomed from the start. You had what no chance. Ridi- what a ridiculous promotion. Hmm. Yeah, zero chance. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just laugh about it, and we lick our wounds, and, hey, it wasn't even my entertainment to begin with, so 
Uh, I guess it's uh, no harm, no foul there. Yep. Uh, but uh, that was what happened to last night. Uh, coming up uh, tonight, we got number 20, Providence, against number 18, UConn. Uh, number 6, Virginia, against uh, Boston College. Uh, Tulane is at number 1, Houston. Houston favored by 15 points in uh, this one. Uh, number 2, Alabama. Uh, they are taking on uh, South Carolina. Alabama favored by uh, 17 in uh, this one. And, of course, uh, Alabama, their basketball team, has uh, problems off the uh, court as yep. well. So we won't get into uh, any of that. But uh, the Crimson Tide got more stuff to worry about than on the basketball floor. And also in the uh, Big Ten uh, tonight, we got Minnesota squaring off against Maryland and Iowa going up against uh, Wisconsin uh, this evening. So, uh, can Wisconsin and Minnesota throw any more wrenches into the Big Ten with uh, everyone log jammed up there? Maryland and Iowa all at nine and seven, but Maryland fifteen and a half their favorites there, and basically Iowa Wisconsin's pick 'em uh, tonight with Iowa favored by a point there. So, hmm. Travis, the Big Ten is such like a, a no man's land yeah. when it comes to the Big Ten tournament. You might as well put all the names on a dartboard and just fire a dart because right. I could see any of six teams going on a, a run mm-hmm. and winning the Big Ten tournament. I'd also see the same six teams losing their first game of the tournament. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. There's yeah. no standout besides Purdue. I'll say sure. Purdue is pretty safe. But after them, there's no standout team. There's not even a yeah. handful of standout teams. It's all just kind of above mediocre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, Northwestern, uh, they're sitting in second place, trailing uh, Purdue. Uh, they're 20-7 and seven overall, 11-5 and five in the Big Ten. They're one and a half back of Purdue, who's 13-4 and four and 24-4 and four, uh, overall are the Boilermakers. Uh, there, so uh, like I ran through the uh, Illini schedule uh, the other day, only uh, three or four more games left in the season for yep. some teams. Four games left for the Illini, including on a, a Thursday or tomorrow against uh, Northwestern. So uh, we'll see and uh, we'll take a look at that game uh, tomorrow. But yep. uh, and it's really just a race to the uh, fourth uh, spot and who would get the double bye in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, coming up so uh, that's another thing that with next week the calendar turning towards march yeah. we're talking about conference tournaments before too long and and so. by the way travis i looked at uh, some bracketology for us mm-hmm. illinois have fallen to an, a seven seed mm-hmm. yep. taking on florida atlantic yep but then uh, i like that because uh, they uh, would face them and they're not very uh, they've they're florida atlantic they have probably haven't played a good right. schedule. Right. And then uh, we'd face UCLA in the second yep. round yep. or third round, whatever you want to call it. And we already beat them on a neutral floor. That's true. So, That's true. That may be the best option for you to get to yeah. uh, the second weekend yeah, like you promised. Exactly. So <laughs> My promise looks okay. Just don't fall any further. <laughs> yeah. So, and who knows? Who knows with this team? And uh, so we'll, we'll close things out uh, talking to more basketball as the NBA gets started with the uh, second half uh, tonight. And that's what we're closing out the show with coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. 
With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Dell Technologies President's Day event is here with deals to power all your passions. The savings start now on select sleek XPS laptops and more powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-ASK-DELL for these limited-time President's Day deals. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 877-ASK-DELL. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Boise area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. Online at CordellCordell.com. And now, already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. a little bit longer and then we'll switch things over to uh, the uh, pod let's continue on with the uh, basketball theme and uh, close out uh, talking some NBA as the second half officially gets underway uh, tonight for the association as it's the Nuggets in uh, Cleveland to take on the Cavs the Celtics are in Indiana to take on the Pacers uh, Pistons are at the Magic Grizzlies and uh, 76ers Pelicans at Raptors the Spurs at uh, Mavs Thunder at Jazz Warriors going up against the Lakers in L.A. and the Trailblazers and the Kings. Two games on TNT this evening is the Grizzlies squaring off against Philadelphia and Golden State and L.A., of course, matching up on TNT. The Lakers by four and a half points. LeBron says the biggest stretch of games of his career. Of his whole career. That's right. He did say regular season games. Ah, uh, regular season games. Put that caveat Whatever. Uh, on there. And uh, also the Hawks, they'll start off with a new coach as they uh, fire Nate McMillan. Yeah, so. someone did not make it uh, past the All-Star break. Yeah, no, and that happened yesterday, it looks like. Yep. And uh, so uh, Nate McMillan out there in Atlanta. And it looks like uh, Snyder is going to be the – Quinn Snyder is going to be the uh, leading candidate uh, for the new job. Yep, yep. 
And then uh, what did you think about how you said in your sports center hit? And I mentioned it a little bit yesterday, but Alonzo Ball not going to uh, be around I guess for the that's second why, half. I guess that's why we picked up uh, – oh, who did we just sign? Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. But, I mean, is it time to say that Lonzo's a bust? Is it time to say that it's done and move mm. on? I mean, yeah, this I is know. a whole year. Right. And there's no, like, all right, he shut down for the rest of the season, but he's making progress. We haven't heard right. that. We heard he's still in pain. Right, yeah, he's still in pain during basketball activities. Yeah, can't run. Well, that's probably a problem if you're wanting to play basketball. Can't cut. Okay, well, that's even more of a problem. Can't jump. Uh, okay, so yeah. right now you're our bench. Like, yeah. that's all you can do. Yeah. So... Mm. I I think the Chicago front office is going to have to take a good hard look and see at what his progress is over the next month or so. And do you cut him? Mm. Do you cut him in the offseason? Right. Because at that point, you're just kind of sitting and waiting and hoping he's filling that he's, a spot. Hoping he's, that he's getting yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he was the draw. He was the straw that stirred the drink. It was, he yeah. made that Bulls team work. But you can't sit around and wait for two years. Yeah. Because everyone's getting older. I know he's only 25. So he's still got a lot of career in front of him if his knee heals. Right. And say, yeah. It's but DeMar doesn't have a injury. whole lot of career in front of him. Vucevic is a free agent this year. He doesn't have a whole lot of career in front of him. Levine doesn't have a whole lot of career in front of him. Mm-hmm. As much as Lonzo does. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to keep this core together and you want this to be a contending team you may have to look at moving elsewhere. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, an unfortunate situation that uh, might have to be a uh, possibility. And uh, you know how, how much I dislike uh, the uh, draft talk of any uh, sort, but uh, the very first thing on ESPN's uh, board is uh, someone is uh, shooting up the uh, draft boards in NBA mock drafts for the uh, 2024 draft, and uh, that one is uh, Bronny James has a shot up to be a top 10 pick in uh, one of the first mock drafts for the NBA 2024. Travis, we are a full year out. A lot can happen. <laughs> Let's stop. <laughs> but he's improved so much, and he's improved so much. Don't particularly care. on the defensive end. I guess he's a lockdown defender now. Don't so. Care. <laughs> of course, uh, he's uh, still undecided as he's a senior, I think, in uh, high school. And uh, he's uh, still undecided on uh, some schools. I know USC was kicking around. Uh, Kentucky and Ohio State, I think, are some other ones that are involved. And obviously, you could go the uh, G League route. But uh, anything to uh, get Bronny to uh, the NBA to play with uh, Dad, I guess, yeah. is the one thing that they're going to Hold out on, uh, and so uh, we'll just have to see. But right now, Bronny, a lottery pick, according to the first one of the first mock drafts for 2024. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love early uh, talk, and, and just because it's uh, Bronny James, so. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, that will uh, close things out here on the uh, program. We'll be back to uh, recap 
all of the uh, boys regional games that happened uh, from uh, last night and uh, more stuff to uh, talk about preview of the uh, line eye game uh, tomorrow against uh, Northwestern. So uh, we will talk to you in the uh, podcast, but coming up next here on ESPN radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98, nine, the game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. And uh, coming up here, we'll talk some NHL from uh, last night as we'll talk about uh, Connor McDavid's uh, wonderful accomplishment that he had. And uh, we'll talk about a a former Blue having a a good night in his new squad there. And also want to hit up on uh, some uh, Major League uh, Baseball as I saw something that popped up on my email and uh, gave me an idea of uh, talk about the one. One big goal, reasonable goal for each team, and we won't go through all every team, but we will go about the Cardinals and the Cubs. What's mm-hmm. the one big, reasonable, realistic goal for the team entering the new season oh, coming up? Can't so. wait. <laughs> and it's not the Cubs is not to win the World Series. It's that not. Is it's not reasonable. Shocking. It's not reasonable. Shocking tracks. No, nope, not reasonable. According I, ha- I have a reasonable goal, goal for them. <laughs> All right. We'll see if they match up. We'll see. <laughs> so we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But before you get to any of that, is there anything on sports or anything you wanted to hit up on? Uh, not much. Just uh, two things. Brock Purdy won't be go- undergoing elbow surgery as planned so, this uh, week. NFL Network Sports 49ers quarterback met with his doctor who recommended they postpone the surgery due to an ongoing inflammation in his right elbow once the uh, – <coughs> surgery is done it will take about six months for him to recover so uh mm. timeline on that's kind of getting close for him making uh opening day right kick off of the season i don't know what they call it mm. i don't think they call it opening day in football do they they do not call it opening day it's like opening kickoff kickoff whatever and former NFL running back Peyton Hillis is sharing a positive update after nearly drowning at a beach in Pensacola, Florida. Hill said on social media he's expected to make a full recovery after being admitted to the ICU in early January. The 37-year-old had saved his two children from drowning off the Pensacola coast. He is a former uh, running back who spent time with the Broncos, Browns, Chiefs, Giants in his NFL career and was on the cover of Madden. Right. And one of the uh, most random athletes That's what to be on have the a cover. fan vote. Yes, one of the most random athletes to be on the cover of Madden. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, there you go. That's really all. There, There's other little things, but nah, nothing important. What a time. And that was like one of the last good Maddens. Yeah. Thanks, Peyton Hills. You ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> you ruined it. I mean, it's so bad, I don't even think that we talk about a Madden curse anymore. No. I think it was broken. A while ago. Yeah, the one year someone won. Yeah, it was probably Brady or something. Oh, I did want to point out that, uh, let me see here. I want to make sure I get this quote right. Hold on, it's loading. Uh, 
New Bulls guard Patrick Beverly already has a pair of games circled on his calendar for his new team, and both of them are against the Lakers. As he discussed his addition to the Bulls during the Pat Bev podcast on Tuesday, Beverly made note that Chicago still has two games remaining against the Lakers, for whom he started 45 games this season. Those games could be critical in the push for the playoffs. Beverly made his intentions for those matchups known, quote, knock them out of the playoffs. So there you go. Forget about the Bulls, you know, signing with the Bulls to help them. He just saw which team had to face the Lakers twice still and signed with them. And it ended up being the Bulls. Hmm. He says, we got to get in the playoffs, so excuse us. If you think I went hard for other teams, just imagine how hard I'm going to go for this one. Hmm. Oh, boy. Patrick Beverly, who was born in Chicago, by the way. Right, I didn't notice that until someone pointed that out on Twitter about him being from like a a Marshall, John Marshall, yeah. as the high school. He said, he spent "Most of his time, it's hard to judge me from the outside stuff. A lot of people think what I do is put on a lot of antics and all that extra stuff, but reality, when I'm on your team and I'm your teammate, I'm a player and you're my coach. You get a different vibe. He'd do anything for the team. You know me. I'm gonna be on Zach Levine's." ass i'm gonna give him all the energy he needs destroy people me and demar Derozan, we good we got a pick and pop five in vucevic i'm excited he's excited he's excited well guess what patrick beverly i'm not yeah so uh hometown boy returns home i'm not he averaged 37 points <coughs> a game in high school the Patrick Beverly. And as we found out off air, one of the few people who did not participate in a slam dunk contest yet. <laughs> yes. No. Not we'll yet. bring that up another time. Yes. It's very uh, interesting to uh, take a look at that. All right. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, the action that happened on the ice last night. As I uh, mentioned in the Sports Center hit, the Hurricanes. They're all over the uh, Blues of four to one uh, last night. Canadians five to two over the uh, Devils. Lightning uh, six to one over the uh, Ducks. Red Wings over the uh, Capitals uh, three to one. But I did see uh, that Ovechkin is uh, back with the uh, Capitals. He uh, just uh, joined practice today as he returned home from after the passing of his father. Yes. So he's back with the team from Russia. And uh, the uh, Maple Leafs over the uh, Sabres, a 6-3. And I mentioned the former Blue, Ryan O'Reilly, going with a hat trick. And it's his fourth hat trick of his career. Ooh. So uh, being successful there in <coughs> Toronto for uh, the old captain. And uh, Marner, five assists in the game for the Maple Leafs. So. Sometimes it's amazing what a change of scenery can do for a player. Right, yeah, and especially being on a contender, complete opposite of the Blues. So, yeah, so nice to see uh, Ryan with a hattie last night. Uh, the Wild uh, got the win over the uh, Kings, 2-1. to one. Predators won in a shootout over the Canucks, 5-4. to four. Also, as Eric mentioned in his Sports Center hit, the Blackhawks won in a shootout over the Knights, 3-2, to two, and then Edmonton won over the Flyers, 4-2, as Connor McDavid had a couple of goals last night, and it was his 43rd and 44th goals of the season, and he also reached 800 career points, and he also assisted on Leon Dreisaitl's 700th career point as well. So a pair of teammates, one of the best duos in the league, uh, making some history with uh, Connor McJesus's 800th point 
in uh, Drysdale's 700th career point uh, there. And uh, Connor McDavid becomes the uh, fifth fastest player in NHL history to hit the 800-point mark. He's done it in his 545th game. And, of course, uh, the other players that have done it is uh, Peter Stasny, also uh, Mike Abbasi, and Mario Lemieux, and the great one, Wayne Gretzky, as Mm -hmm. well. He reached 800 points in 352 games. Wow. That is nuts. And so, of course, you get points for uh, goals and assists as well. And Connor McDavid leads the NHL in goals and points. And he has 105 points this season, uh, does Connor McDavid uh, there. So, fifth fastest player to re 800 career points last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So, great accomplishment there Absolutely. for Connor McDavid. And uh, games going on uh, this evening, uh, we have uh, not a lot as the uh, Jets score off against the Islanders. Flames are against the uh, Coyotes, and uh, the uh, Blackhawks are on uh, TNT tonight, 8.30, against the Stars. All right. So, Look forward to it. As uh, we march on to uh, the uh, trade deadline in uh, the uh, NHL, I think it's in two weeks, I want to say, so... Uh, we obviously know with the uh, Jonathan Taves situation yeah. there in uh, Chicago's not traded, but nope. could another uh, staple in the organization beyond the uh, trading block <laughs> as it's been uh, talked about for a while since uh, the Blackhawks were on a rebuild is Patrick Kane. Uh, could he possibly be on the move? So I was going to say, it's got to be Kane. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Kane. Yeah, that's only, and it might only be. one of any value on, on the Blackhawks, I Yes, <laughs> and it might be. So we'll see and monitor that situation to see where he goes, and it'll just be uh, weird to see him in a different sweater. Very much so. And it would just be on brand for Chicago as well to get rid of uh, franchise staples. Well, you're doing a complete rebuild, Travis. You can't have franchise <laughs> staples around. I guess not. You get stuck in your foot. You gotta gotta move on from those things. I guess not. You gotta get them out of there. Get them out of there. Start fresh. So, uh, maybe uh, one of the uh, last <laughs> few games you get to see uh, Kaner in a uh, Blackhawks. I sweater. mean, you have 19 wins on the season. Like, there's not a whole lot there to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, like I mentioned yesterday, when I take a look at the standings, everyone kind of tanking for Bedard, who's uh, a generational talent. So, I guess that would be one thing to. Uh, be excited about. Don't worry, the Bulls or the Blackhawks will mess it up. <laughs> yeah, they'll somehow uh, not get the number one pick. So, all right. Uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, other Chicago teams in a major league of baseball, like I mentioned at the top of the program, uh, spring training of baseball on our airwaves over on 98.9. And it's the uh, Cardinals and the Nationals coming up on a uh, Saturday. And uh, so, uh, this one thing uh, popped up on MLB.com. One big but reasonable goal for each team in Major League Baseball before we start the season. And uh, the one, we won't go through every uh, goal. Some of the teams are, of course, win the World Series, get back to the playoffs, uh, or get back to 500, or make the playoffs, or uh, something like that. Uh, but. Uh, the two uh, teams that uh, we care about, actually, I wanted to hit up on uh, Chicago's team, the uh, White Sox. Yes, please as, do. Is uh, their one realistic uh, goal? Uh, 
the season is uh, stay the course and see what happens. Oh, that's a good net. <laughs> they you go might as well the... have just said score more points to the other team <laughs> yes. to be successful. Uh, they go for the White Sox now is to keep people healthy, have a straightforward strategy, and hope their talent can carry them. There are worst bets. There really is a lot of talent here still, so including Tim Anderson. Okay, that's a a great goal. Stay the course and see what happens. Do nothing. <laughs> Basically, sit around and be healthy. If that's the case and you're not worried about wins, just have your best players sit the whole game. Don't start them. Yeah. And uh, what did uh, Aaron Judd uh, say about uh, 62? He said, uh, never say never. Never say never. Of possibly having another season like that. No way. Doubt it. So, I love the if, Red Sox goal. If Aaron Judge gets more than 62 homers, Travis, I next year, I will kick myself off this show. Kick yourself off the show. Oh, boy. I'll be done. 62 homers this year? He gets more than 62. More than 62? That's all it's got to take? That's all it's got to take to get me out of here. All right. I'll, but it I'll has to be down. this next year. He this can't do it the year. following year. It's got to be this year. <laughs> wow. That's a pretty bold statement there. I know. Wow. It's, it's not happening. I mean, uh, never say never. We'll I mean, revisit. there was that. We will revisit we, this. We'll definitely revisit this. I will remember this. And uh, there was that one, I can't remember what broadcaster talked about. If this team comes back, I'll walk back to the city. And the team ended up losing, and he ended up having to be a, eat, a, eat crow and be a man of his word. He walked back to the city. Yeah. So I will no longer do distance. this show All right. on a full-time basis. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a full <laughs> – there's a caveat there. <laughs> Uh, only on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You got to get your NASCAR in on Fridays. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I love the Red Sox goal. Give the fan base a reason to believe. <laughs> All right, I want to hear. I want to hear our two area teams. For us. All right, two area teams for us: the Cubs and the uh, Cardinals. Uh, the uh, one a big but reasonable goal for the Cubs is get back to 500. Mm, yeah, I think that that is a decent goal, actually. I, I think that should be the goal. Anything right. more than that is a bonus. But I think 500, and I put an asterisk there. And I'd say get back to 500, and then in parentheses I would put get the fans excited but don't exceed expectations. Hmm. Get the fans excited because right now this fan base is not happy. They're not excited about anything. But they're still going to show up. But they're so. still going to show up. And they're going to pay the most expensive amount for a baseball game in the country. <laughs> so you better be at least 500. At least. I'll take 500, Travis, if you are 20 games above 500 at home. Mm. Yeah. Lose on the road all you want. Doesn't matter. But for the home fans, win for them. Mm. Since they're paying the most in baseball to come see you. Yeah. That's uh that's true. All right, yeah. what have we got for the Cardinals? Because I know what the, I got. The Cardinals is a big goal, but reasonable win an NLCS game. Uh, the uh, fans just want one. The last time the Cardinals won an NLCS game 
was in 2014, and that was the only game that we won in that series because we lost to the Giants 4-1. to So win an NLCS game is the big but reasonable goal for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right on point. I was going to say see the second round. Yeah. So right. We're, we're right in the same – kind of the same ballpark. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think this – I think, Travis, and I'm spoiling a little bit here for later on, but that's okay. As things stand right now, the Cardinals should have no problem winning the Central. On paper. Sure. Should have no problem winning the Central. But what do you do after that? Right. Exactly. That's the problem with the Cardinals. We've talked about it. Yeah. Right. If it's – I'm going to be honest here, Travis. I know you just signed him to an extension. At what point – if you win the Central this year and get swept out of the first round, at what point are, are Cardinal fans pointing fingers and uh, saying, we want better? Well, yeah, I think that we already are trying to point fingers and we want, we deserve better. You know, I, I saw people talk about with uh, when Mo got extended uh, there, but look how much success uh, the, uh, the Cardinals have had during his tenure and whatnot. But it's also kind of uh, what have you done for me uh, lately here of these uh, postseason exits, and that is what the big talk is yeah. with, with everybody uh, there. You know, uh, me and uh, Al had that uh, conversation there at the Cardinals caravan mm-hmm. Of you know, it's about uh, winning and uh, winning in the postseason, and it was a great year. But the only thing that Cardinal fans will remember is the playoff exit, and it's the what have you done for me lately? As you know, one of the last times we were in the postseason, you know, I guess you could throw out the the COVID uh, thing in San Diego uh, there, but then you know we did win a playoff series, and then we got uh, beat up by the Nationals mm-hmm. that ended up winning the World Series. Uh, there so it's just not that we get to the postseason and uh, that we it's how we exit the postseason uh in recent memory that's just kind of aggravated uh, us fans so it would be like travis if the dodgers have been on the run they've been on where every year they're gonna win the west like Mm -hmm. it's just a given but then they lost the first round every year right like, Dodgers fans wouldn't put up with it. It reminds me a lot of of Seattle back in the early 2000s. They had good teams. They won 112 games or whatever. They would constantly make the playoffs, and they never did anything. Yeah. <coughs> and at some point, you have to go, something has to change. We've done managers. We have different managers in there now. That didn't fix it. We have different players in there now. That didn't fix it. Something has to change. Mm -hmm. But again, I still feel strongly, and maybe it's because I'm not a Cardinal fan, that the Cardinals are totally happy, the organization at the top, totally happy with being NL Central champs and being able to put NL Central champ year 2022, NL Central champ year 2023. Look how many Central championships we've won. Mm-hmm. Look at we can yeah. fit them all on the back of a shirt. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, but how many NLCSs have you won from that? How many times did you get the pennant from that? Mm-hmm. Right. That's like you know. Have you seen? Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Have you seen the meme 
where it's the guy celebrating the medal and he's super excited. It's like a hand-drawn picture. And then the camera zooms out and you realize there's like two people above him. And then it zooms out even more and you realize there's like eight people above him, all with medals, and that he's actually in last place. Mm, no. I'm going to have to find this for you. Like, that feels like the Cardinals sometimes. Like, mm. they're happy celebrating, but... Well, and then they'll just give some excuse of what happens in the postseason. Uh, that, you know, the Phillies were, were hot, and we just didn't execute when it, when it mattered most. But uh, we still won the division, guys, and we still, we still made the playoffs, and we haven't had a losing season in forever. There. That is the Cardinals, Travis. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I have seen that. Super excited. They got the medal. They're kissing the girl. They're drinking the champagne, only to Pop realize the that they're last. <laughs> they got the consolation prize because they won the Central. Yeah. By the way, one of the weakest divisions in baseball the past couple of years. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Pirates. Thanks, thanks Pirates. Reds. Thanks, Reds. Thanks, thanks Cubs. Cubs. Cubs at least last year and the year before. They were they were up there contending before that. Mm. Reds and Pirates, I don't think, have contended for a decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Pirates. At least in the NL East, the Marlins are bad, but the other four teams are good, so it balances out. Yeah. The West, the Dodgers are juggernauts. The Padres get better. The Giants seem to always be there whether they want to be or not. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. But I don't feel those two teams have been as bad as the Pirates or the Reds. Right. Uh, the one thing, you know, for the Rockies was that they still haven't ever gotten over getting rid of Arenado. And I don't feel like Pittsburgh has had that one guy. I mean, yeah, they did get they did lose Garrett Cole. Yeah. But and they did lose McCutcheon yep. back in the day, but he's back. Yeah. So it's all about Turn it the, around. the nostalgia train of for Andrew McCutcheon there in Pittsburgh this Turn season. Turn it around, Travis. Brewers have always had a good pitching staffs, yeah. uh, but their offense is their problem. Offense sometimes, and um, they did get rid of Josh Hader last year. So yeah, but it made him better. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Nationals are bad in the East now with the getting yeah. rid of Harper and That's Soto. True. Yeah, yeah, they're Rendon. they're rebuilding. Strasburg is still there, not healthy, but, but not but healthy. Go figure. They lost Scherzer. Yeah, they lost Scherzer. Yep. Yep. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if you were to compare division to division in the NL, I still say the Central may be the weakest. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that may be, may be fair. Maybe so, fair. So at least like, again in the NL, the AL is so the AL Central. Oh yeah, that thing is a trash fire. Totally, with the Tigers, Royals, White Sox. Depending White on Sox who's healthy, no. yeah. the Twins because they were supposed to be good last year and they stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Correa is coming back, so because he had to, because he had no other choice. <laughs> How's that? How's that walking into spring training this year? Hey guys! After he told them all, "See ya, I'm out of here. I'm getting a lot more money than walking back in." Oh, hey, hey guys! Hey guys! <laughs> what an off season, huh? <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> how's the How's the fam? Uh, 
Let's uh, get it back going. Yeah, let's let's round two. Here we go. <laughs> I wasn't joking when I said I just wanted to be here for a year and then I was splitting for more money. Yeah, I was, I was, just kidding. I was kidding. Yeah, I was just joking around. I was just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> How long until he's asking for a trade? How long is he gonna wait and to ask for a trade? I don't think any team's gonna touch him. Well, yeah, no one exactly. touches him with a 13 foot pole. Yeah, because he can't pass physical. Yeah. Except for with the Twins. Twins are the only team that will pass him, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry, Travis. I'm getting happy. Baseball is coming. Baseball is slowly coming back. Twins will be the... better than last year because I at least recognize, like, three people on their team. So, that's a that's Only a three? Uh, more than three, I think. Suzuki. Hendricks, if he's ever healthy. Mm-hmm. They still have Strowman. Um, Swanson. Yep. Bellinger. Yep, those are the two two big acquisitions there. That gets me to five, so there you go. Mm. Oh, uh, Hap is still there. Hap, yeah. I forgot he's still there. There you go. Last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Contract year. Uh, which means big we'll trade year. him at the deadline. Trade him at the deadline. Possibly. So... For prospects who may be ready to play in about three years. Mm. Get ready. Yeah. So, get ready. Get uh, ready. The uh, baseball season as it'll begin there on March 30th. With the new schedule. This year's the first year of the new schedule. Yes. New schedule Ugh. format. Uh, we're playing everybody. Everybody plays Don't like everybody. It. Don't like it. Even though the... Uh, Pretty much, it seems like most of the teams that we faced uh, from a Cardinals perspective at home this year, we're facing them at home again. Yep. So, but and, that'll and all change. Two series with your uh, division rivals. Mm-hmm. Yep. At so home. At that'll home. change. That'll change, and you know we got the Cubs Cardinals in London as well, so we're losing. Uh, somebody's losing a home game there. I was gonna home look at ticket stands. prices for that. Yeah. Just for giggles. It's over the summer, right? Yeah. Take a week off. I think so. I'll be live live correspondent for you, Travis, in London. From London. I'll be live in London. Tea it's on, and it's on the back, too. Crumpets. Yeah. Tea and crumpets, jolly good fun, visit the queen. Oh, the good old uh, front and back. Yeah, I love when it prints front and back. It's so annoying. Um, It is, uh, let's see, that is June 24th and 25th. There you go. Father's Day. Love it. Hmm. Luckily, it's on a Saturday and a Sunday uh, because the pregame show starts at 11.15 Ah. on Saturday, so we wouldn't have a show for very long. And the uh, Sunday one starts at 8.15. A.M.? Yeah. Brunch with the boys. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. That's right. Uh, I have to save up my frequent flyer miles because you have to fly there. You can't. You can't drive there. No. Can't drive to London. No, it would be a difficult drive for you. Cruise there. Take a boat. So if you needed like a a submarine or something, I'm on a boat. Dig it across. Dig across the ocean. So. So. Alrighty. All right. There you go. And uh, so we'll get on out of here. And I don't got to get going right now, but I got to go into a basketball game uh, tonight in the Nokomis. And we'll be uh, back to recap it all tomorrow for you. Altamont 70 to 58. 
70 to 58. That's Eric's prediction. So I won't make Travis pick one because that's not showing. Exactly. Bias. I'm calling the game. Yes. So I can't yes. do that. So we'll be back to uh, see if Eric's prediction is uh, correct, and we'll recap all of them coming up on tomorrow's program. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace.